Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ghetto. My name is Hans. I'm Edward. And we are your hosts for now and forevermore. Or until one of us flies away on like a majestical being like a griffon or something. Oh, I like, I'm all I like that. I, well, I mean, ideally, I would actually prefer to have the innate ability to fly. But, you oh, know, gosh. flying on something like a griffin. Yeah, I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Yeah. <laughs> or a hippogriff. I, I oh, oh hippogriff. yes, a hippogriff from Harry Potter. Of course, of course. Um, if you are new to Gettle, welcome to one of the internet's premier locations for gaming entertainment, technology and lifestyle, news, reviews and previews, all wrapped up in a wonderful, geeky clove of garlic. Oh, yes. Mm. You're, you're spot yeah. on this week. Uh, I love garlic. If you don't eat garlic, please just, just stop listening. I'm just smelling garlic at just, the uh, moment. Just don't, don't, don't <laughs> listen anymore. Just go away. Um, <laughs> um, if you are one of our regular listeners, welcome back, Gettle folk. It is lovely Thank to have you all with us once again. We love hearing from all of you, as you know. Um, this is Gettle 67, <clears throat> Season 2, Episode 25. Wow. A quarter-life crisis for Season 2. Getting up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it is a little bit, uh, given how Edward and I, we, we try a lot to get good information on a weekly basis. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we've done quite well. I mean, it's 67 episodes of, of almost not having a dry spell. Although I will admit that we were sort of having a bit of one this week. With that said, with that said, don't tune out just yet. Because if you stay, you'll learn more about Boxburg earthquakes and Olympic sexploits. As well as <laughs> little fishes, hearing dementia, apex tips to make you a better predator, and so much more. <laughs> I'm quite keen on that last one. Uh, so am I, actually. Want to um, know why? I, I really no. Why? Tell me. Because someone in this conversation painted that one. Oh, and oh! It wasn't me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like for a change. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we get into the delicious content, for those of you who are familiar with Gettle, we always start off an episode with a weekly question. And for this week, mm. we have Edward. I hope you're ready. <laughs> I, I hope I am as well. <laughs> if you were a character in a movie, book, or television show, what genre would you live in? Now, Ooh. before Edward answers and before I give my answer, we would love for you, our wonderful Gettle folk, to think about that for a second. And when you have your answer, to let us know, either by commenting below on YouTube or direct messaging us on social media. Now, with that in mind, Edward, tell me, okay, what genre would yes. you live in? <laughs> Counter question. <laughs> yes. Am I a main character or an in or a like not important at all um little i mean oh that's okay okay let's answer it both right 
Because I, I know where you're going with that. I know where you're going with that. Because like, if you're the main character, all the shit that hits the fan, it's going to be on you. But if you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're just an NPC in the universe, you just kind of get to benefit from all of from whatever it is. <laughs> um, um, okay. Okay, so let's do both. Answer first okay. as a main okay. character and then answer second okay. as just a NPC. You're, you're one of the people that is in the background. You might be mentioned. You might not be mentioned in the narrative, but you're there. You're living in the world and just enjoying it for what it is. Okay, so <clears throat> as a main character, I would be in like a low-key, happy-go-lucky rom-com, you know, because I okay. don't want to <laughs> kill people or be killed, you know? Um <laughs> And as an NPC, I would want to be in, like, the Marvel Universe. Because then I would be able to see and hear about Thor and Iron Man and Spider-Man. Oh, and real be in the neighborhoods they're in. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. So, so I would feel safe. Okay, that's cool. That's very cool. Mm. All right, all right. Um, I really like that, actually. Those are very good answers. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for myself, I think if I was a main character in some sort of a narrative, I would love for it to be, I, I did think about this, I thought like a very high-minded science fiction, mm. you know, so something like the upcoming Foundation or like a main character yeah. like Star Wars or, you know, something like that, you know, where it's not necessarily Ooh. dystopian. But, you know, future, some far, far in the future with like incredible technologies and, you know, you're living that, that prime life as like the main character, despite whatever might be following you. <laughs> and then okay, okay. as an NPC, as an NPC, only because of what happened to him in Harry Potter, I would be in that wizarding world where I could have magic abilities, oh, okay. you know, and like cast spells and not have to worry about Voldemort knocking on my door. So let's hope you know. <laughs> you're not a muggle though. <laughs> I mean. Oh yes, okay, please. No, no. I mean, I'm a magical NPC character. Okay. That uh, okay, let's go okay. with that. One of the the many that were not involved in being decimated by Voldemort. Someone and his in the cronies. school, a random dude. But <laughs> not one that dies though. Okay. I'm not one of the expendable no, of NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> then okay. again, you know, having, having said that, I suppose it would be also be cool. You see, like I because the, the the question is about genre, it made it a bit difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, when mm -hmm. you think of like superheroes, like that's not necessarily just action, adventure. Do you know what I mean? No. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. But then again, you know, who's to say that you'd even have abilities if you were in the superhero universe? Much like you pointed yeah, out, it, you could be a muggle in the Harry Potter universe, which means my life would be exactly the way that it is now. No magic at all. <laughs> well, it, it could be like the boys where... Not all superhuman abilities are wanted. Like you might have this amazing ability to fly, but the company, I forgot the name, they don't Vought. want you because all you can do is fly. Yeah. Yeah. Evort, yes. So so you've got wings, you've got angel wings, like angels. No, I, I want to fly in, without in anything. Just, you know, you, you can you can manipulate oh, just, gravity. Oh, I like guess, heroes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly like that. I don't want to have yeah. wings that you can't hide. You know, if you already have body dysmorphia yeah. issues, that's just gonna enhance them. So <laughs> uh, I think Angel is beautiful. So I don't know oh, why. But which version small. of Angel? Um, <laughs> the, well, the, the only version I know, <laughs> or the one that came the later on. 
I actually don't know about the I other think, one. I think he eventually became Archangel, if, if memory serves. And that's when he's oh, all like okay. silver and I think like robotic. I'm sorry if I'm messing this oh, up for those of you who one. listen. Um, but the, oh, I'm going okay. on like memories from like the 90s when I used to collect the cards yes. and watch the, the TV series. Yeah, so am I. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I haven't kept up with it for a very long time because, you know, Marvel sort of changed gears. I mean, X-Men went to Fox and uh, other studios. So we just, nothing really happened from them. So, yep. yeah. Well, anyway, with that in mind, X-Men is hopefully coming back <laughs> at some point in time, right? Yes. X-Men and, and Fantastic Four and all of those. I can't wait. Well, since we're on the topic of, of questions, here's another one that I'll, mm. I'll propose to you. And this will, will most likely lead me into what it is that I'm going to be speaking about further. And that is, Ed, what would you mm. do if you knew that someone you loved was losing their memories? And unfortunately, this is a, it's, you know, it can be a, a real scenario for many people in the world today, which, I mean, I didn't mean for us to go into such a somber topic so quickly, um, mm. but this is going to lead on to two things we're going to speak about. Um, so, I mean, maybe I should, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Yeah. All you can do is just be there and be supportive, I guess. Yes. Um, okay. So. I'm leading us into a film called Little Fish. And um, the title is completely devoid of, you know, indicating what the film is actually about because it's actually a um, sort of like a dystopian love story or rather it becomes one. So what it's about, it's about a couple who fight to Mm -hmm. keep their relationship together as a memory loss virus spreads and threatens to erase the history of their love and courtship. So in, in the film, it's kind of like how, you know, when COVID started up, everyone was like, Oh, you know, there's this virus and it's first been identified in China and, you know, it's another uh, coronavirus and like SARS, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, obviously it escalated. Now we're a year and a half into the pandemic. So little fish is a very similar premise where all of a sudden, Around the world, these incidents occur, like a pilot who forgot how to fly, a a man who forgot how to pilot a boat and then swam to shore. And they then find that there is this disease spreading amongst the human population that is erasing the human memory. Um, okay. In, in a way, it's, I think it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a bit like, um, um, like, like Alzheimer's, you know? dementia mm. you know that kind of thing with through the, the memory loss perspective yeah, yeah but and then what it does is it follows uh a couple um by the who are portrayed by olivia cook and jack o'donnell um olivia cook has has you know appeared in a few things but they're still somewhat unknown actors for the most part and um it's all about their relationship and their love and what they do to deal with with how their family and friends are losing their memories to this, I think it was called NIA. I've just forgotten what it actually stands for. It was like, like hmm. neuro something, something anyway. Um, and it's a, it's a decent film. It's not amazing by any stretch of the imagination. And it comes across as a bit of a, um, like art housey, but like with the, with the, with a tinge of like a science fiction element with, you know, with this whole, you know, virus, it makes you lose your memory and whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, without yeah. going into spoilers or anything, the the way that the movie begins is the way that it ends. 
Um, I won't say how or why or whatever, but it's it's a very much like a oh wow, you know, like when it eventually happens. Um, it's decently acted, if a little bit uh, drawn out, because uh, it's 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 fairly long. Right. It was an hour forty five. It could have been a bit shorter. It's a decent movie, but it's also very sad. Yeah, um, as you can it's tell, so, it's, it's not sad. it's not not happy go lucky. Don't watch this if you want to feel good. Um, it is very much one of those. It's it's sad because you see the deterioration of the people around them, and then this, of course, mm. can be related to the real world where a lot of people do suffer from diseases such as Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, yeah, speaking so, yeah. specifically of dementia, um, I actually came across a very interesting study recently, which has to do with hearing and its relation to dementia so mm. you know that's not something you would you would link together right i mean no not at all you know you, we know that dementia is the, the the slow regression of um you know somebody's mental faculties you know to yes. the point where you either you know lose memory or you know the means to do things but also you can you can you know you, you, your mind imagines things to try and fill in the gaps that have now disappeared it's very it's very sad it's very um, you know, it's, it's an awful disease to, to have. Mm-hmm. Well, the University yes, of Oxford, um, they recently conducted a study with 82,000 participants, which is a lot. I mean, that, that's, a, that's, that's a, quite huge. a large sample size. And yeah. what they discovered rather, not necessarily shockingly, but, but interestingly, because this could lead us towards, you know, possible me- means of, you know, identifying if somebody's more likely to get dementia or not is how um, people who show a difficulty in hearing spoken conversations, not any conversation, in particular, Mm. um, you know, with a lot of background noise or a lot of noise around, had a 91% increased risk of dementia. Wow. Which is, is, look, of course, that's the, the, the headline sort of, topic that you can take away from the study it is actually between i think 60 and 91 percent it's not exactly super high all the time but even so even if it was just a 50 percent chance they've that's yes they've they've now discovered that somebody who struggles to hear spoken word over loud noises you know that could potentially be an indicator of possible future dementia um it's 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 sad more than anything else wow. <laughs> um it, it makes you wonder actually because now i'm thinking of do i struggle and so, i don't know if i struggle no, look but, but bear in mind though it's not just in general it's, it'll be more along the lines of so let's take the study right and what they did so as i said mm-hmm. before eighty-two thousand people they were all aged 60 years and older and it was men and women um and they were predominantly mm-hmm. from the from the uk now the cool thing about this is this this study took place over eleven years, so it wasn't mm. just a like a one-off. Oh, let's see what happens. They actually progressively measured these people to see um, who would or you know develop the symptoms of dementia or full-blown dementia and who didn't, and then what mm. correlated with that. And with that, that's how they found that you know insufficient or poor speech in noise hearing so like i said before there has to be something very loud around you and then you're like if you have yeah. the inability to make out what somebody is saying you know the, the possibility there's a 60 to 90 percent increased chance that you might have dementia at a later stage um so wow. the, the study actually uh, took these people and um, they made them listen to people speak 
over a um you know when when a tv goes like black and white that that's like static yeah that's like static the buzz noise. noise yes yes the white noise thank you so they would have that blaring and then they'd try to have people speak to them and those that struggled the most within the 11 year study with progressive intervals to you know keep following up with these people it turns mm. out that there is an associated 61 to 91% increased chance of having dementia if they really struggle to hear the spoken word over like proper noises. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not like, like people shouldn't freak out. Now. Like, don't be like, oh, you know, you couldn't hear your friend talking to you at the club. That's not what we're, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's because, because chances are that, I mean, that's just overly noisy. You know, what we're maybe yeah. more speaking about would be like, if let's say you're in a social, uh, let's say a restaurant setting, okay? And let's assume, and of course, so this is conjecture now, all right? If, if you want to learn more about how they did the study, we'll link to it below. You can actually read about their findings and how they did it. But I would imagine it'd be more along the lines of you're at a restaurant. It's a very busy restaurant. Perhaps there's no live music. It's just busy and noisy because there are a lot of people. And then mm. you start struggling to hear what somebody's saying who's maybe next to you, not necessarily across from you, but like right next to you. Um, I would imagine maybe get your ears checked first and foremost, and then start doing yeah, just, Sudoku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe just be drops. Maybe it's something worse. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, they say that Sudoku is really good for the brain, right? Like the, like they the do. people who they do it, do. you know, it keeps your brain alive and actionable. And mm. I mean, that's what i would say for you to do <laughs> actually the funny thing about sudoku though is that i used to love doing it but every time i stop doing it for a little while <clears throat> then when i go back i have to learn it all over again and even now i can't tell you what the rules are about how, the game, even though Edward? i know i play it like but how? not monthly but i play it often <laughs> i don't know I uh, I like that more than word games like um, Scrabble. Oh and, uh, yeah, and like uh, crosswords and stuff. Crosswords and stuff. Yes. Okay, so are you genuinely so, good at numbers? I don't know, that's weird. Um, no, <laughs> not really. Because <laughs> it is, uh, it is very at, numbers at focused and about patterns. Um, and, my, you know, my quick math is good. Otherwise, I'm not good. Oh, well, at, at least it's one of us is good at quick math because I never learned my tables. Much to the shame uh, <laughs> of my parents, who always tried to get me to. <laughs> Oh, I was forced. I was slapped over the in, head. In retrospect, as an foot. adult, I should have learned them off by heart. Okay? Yeah. So it's something I'll be imparting <laughs> onto my future children. <laughs> yeah. Now, something that I might also impart onto my future children would, again, mm. be doing things like Sudoku and puzzle solving. Because mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe one day they would fall into what happened to Megan Fox in Till Death. <laughs> <laughs> so number one she still exists uh, <laughs> yes thank that's you. good to know yes. i guess um number two geez what what does okay happen? okay so so till Sounds death bad. is this this new it's a new film um and i'm trying to figure out like what, what the genre be i think it would be um action thriller i think i think that's what what yeah. it would kind of what it kind of would go into so basically till death can be summed up as a woman is left handcuffed to her dead husband as a part of a sick revenge plot. As if that wasn't bad enough, all right, she's not able to get out from being locked to him. And then she still needs to combat two killers who have been sent after her to finish the job. It sounds... Okay. It, it, it's, 
it sounds it is as ludicrous crazy. as it sounds okay? okay but it's also to an extent ingenious so i'm just going to talk about the film because it's not the most amazing film and you know for the most part they give everything away within the first like half an hour so you know everything so the film is more about how she gets out of the situation versus the actual narrative element all right so you you quickly find out right that her husband is an a-hole and she's cheating on him so that's just you know typical megan fox movie i suppose and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know she's she's absolutely beautiful in this movie but she also has oh, one major problem and that she has the same hairstylist as angelina jolie from that other movie we spoke about where no matter what oh, yeah, she goes okay, through her okay. hair is lush anyway um <laughs> so, once again i would love Contract. to know what these people do because i just get up in the morning and my hair be cray so anyway um so in in, in the film it's it's quite obvious the, the her husband's a bit of an arsehole all right and he's also a an advocate and he helped uh megan fox's character get out of a, a or rather helped put a man away who previously attacked her in her home okay and it seems as if he keeps lording that over her as a means of like control you know um i always mm. help you so you owe me kind of thing anyway to kind of like a, a long story short he inevitably finds out that she's been cheating okay but then there's something else that happens, which I, which I won't spoil that. I won't spoil that, which causes him to commit suicide while being attached with handcuffs to Megan Fox's character. That sounds it's it's sick. it's as bad. It's it's as horrible as it sounds. And then the whole God. the whole film progresses where she starts finding like like actually actually I wrote here. It's kind of like Fifty Shades meets Saw because the Fifty Shades element is this really tawdry love story. But then the Saw mm-hmm. element is whereby this husband got his ultimate revenge by blowing his brains out and making sure that no matter what his wife did, she couldn't get rid of his body. In the sense of they go to their like holiday home because it's their anniversary, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they, they get there and then obviously they make love and then the next morning he kills himself in front of her, okay? And then... No matter what she does, she can't get rid of him, his body, because everything is gone in the house. So he planned this perfectly to a T. And, and you know, the, the, the saw element comes wow. in because there's like little things where like, you know, he would leave her. Um, so like in one of the rooms, he had like a photographic studio. And the night before, mm-hmm. it was filled with beautiful photos of the two of them as like an ode to their anniversary. Then the next morning, all her face has been crossed out of all of the images. And then there's images of her lover hanging up in this room so she now knows oh, that boy. he knows you know what i mean and then there's oh, like a bad. there's a record player in the corner and it's like play me and then you know she plays it and then he like leaves her a message you know kind of like i, I knew that this was you know now i'm gonna make you suffer because you made me suffer and blah 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 it's like that part of it was really like whoa that is that is some yeah demented, like sicko type stuff you know yeah <laughs> the, that's bad. the fact that he went to these lengths to to make her and suffer in his death and then oft, often but you see there's a reason why he offed himself and i'm not going to say why in case anybody wants to watch the movie it's not it's not the mm. biggest like reveal but you know eventually they do you do know why mm. you know so it's kind of like oh he was actually like he was such an asshole through and through you know anyway oh, okay okay and um, then of course you know typical things happen like the, the boyfriend comes along but but it's all orchestrated by the husband so everything that happens happens because he put it into motion before he killed himself. 
it's so from that perspective it's really good and then it's the whole thing of how the if does she get out of this situation and what she does and how mm. the killers that come and look for her is that original guy that attacked her from before you know so it's it's a you know from that perspective it's 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 pretty decent but it's a distinctly average movie um mm. it's more of a good like uh you know it's a popcorn watch you know you don't think about it too much um have fun talking with your family and friends while you're watching like how ludicrous it is you know that's a great uh, popcorn watch <laughs> yeah love uh, that. look i mean i mean okay look people who enjoy popcorn and watch movies i mean you can watch a good or a bad movie but i'm just talking specifically as like a ah oh, whatever you know you're too busy talking about other things while the movie's playing and eating popcorn and you know what i mean right popcorn watch yeah i get that <laughs> that's cool yeah so it's it's okay it's it's uh it's, okay. it's an average film i think i personally would love to one day see megan fox in something a little bit more serious instead of always mm. being cast as the the beautiful wife that sidekick yeah look no she, look she's the main in this film okay and she does a decent like she does a really good job given how tawdry mm. this the script is she does a great job of actually acting through this you know um and i just i like her i wish she had more opportunity um i just don't like the fact that she's often typecast like this you know the thing is i don't think she has the range I like I, all I we've seen from her is transformers and tm yes but but and... just remember just remember hey i mean i stand to be corrected now but she was part of the Me Too movement as well, hey? Because she mm-hmm. kept being typecast and they kept um, harassing her. And then she eventually started setting up for herself. And when she did, they refused to give her more better roles. That's That was oh. the issue. Be- because of the way, you know, because mm. she, she is a beautiful woman. There's just no two ways about yeah, it, all right? Yeah. But unfortunately, because of that, she keeps being typecast as like the vamp and the the no brain character did you know what i mean like she's never really mm. in my personal opinion been given the opportunity to actually flex her acting range and I, I i would one day love to be proven that she can do it you know well, it's kind of like how people actually, how people assume britney spears doesn't have the vocal range to do anything other than you know whatever <laughs> but she but i have i've watched her yeah. i've watched her live and I've watched her literally, like, I know there's been controversy of her lip syncing, okay? Mm-hmm. But you can tell when somebody is singing live and when somebody is lip syncing. You can tell. You can see it. Yeah. You know, especially when they move the mic away and stuff like that. And I distinctly remember how different her voice sounded when she sang, but different good, not different bad. Like, mm-hmm. like it was more going towards, like, Christina Aguilera-ish. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she actually has yeah, the yeah, range. I, I it's just you. that her brand is not to sing that way. You know. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah. I, I would. It would be nice if Megan Fox could maybe at some point in the future be given more of a, like a chance to do something else. You know, and if it fails, it fails. But um, I'd like to imagine that it, she would succeed. You know, they should stop playing games with her. And just yes. give her proper. Speaking of succeeding okay. and uh, playing games, uh, Edward alluded to this earlier in the episode, and it's basically got to do with Apex Legends, which. That is my go-to battle royale, y'all. That is the game I play almost on the daily. I just I just adore it. The fact that you, you see, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like monotony. Okay. So, you know, things like PUBG and Call of Duty, I feel they're so samey. 
you know, your your character has no real. This is just my opinion. Okay, I see your face. Uh, you know, like I feel the characters are all this. Like although they try to make them slightly different with their loadouts, they're all technically the same. They move the same. They feel the same. Mm. You know, there's no real variation. Now with Apex Legends, you have 16 characters, all of which are completely different from the rest. And you know, and that comes from the way they move, the way they speak, their abilities, their passives. You know, there's just so much to them that. If you're ever bored of a character, just pick another one. There's 16 at your disposal. And like, I will often find myself, you know, switching between characters, despite the fact that I am a Loba main, okay? Um, at least for Battle Royale. When it comes to the arena aspect of the game, I am a Revenant main. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, they're just really great. Anyway, anyway, anyway with, with this in mind, with this in mind, before I, get just, before I keep waxing lyrical about a, how great Apex Legends is, um, <laughs> I wrote... Uh, I read an article about a couple of tips about how one could become a better Apex Predator. Because for those who don't know, one of the main goals in the ranked portion of Apex Legends is actually becoming an Apex Predator. And it's quite funny because it's a play on words. You know, in real life, an Apex Predator is the top of the food chain. So, you know, as an Apex Predator in Apex Legends, you, you get where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And through really enjoying the game and becoming invested in the community surrounding the game, I've come across some really cool um, tips and tricks, which I feel anybody could benefit from, whether you're a noob or even if you're a pro player, but even more specifically, if you're interested in, um, you know, becoming a predator at some point in time, you know? And okay, there are just a few tips. So I'll just, I'll just run through them quickly. If you want to read them in more detail, by all means, uh, you know, have a look at the, the article. Uh, we appreciate all the likes and the shares. Thank you. <laughs> So one of the big ones is make sure you you shield before replenishing your health. Meaning that if you're in a match and somebody has depleted your shields, you, you're better off running away and shielding up than you are running away and healing up. And the reason for this is because what many, most people don't realize is when your shields are depleted, the, um, something called aim punch comes around. And what that essentially is, is that when you're aiming down your sights, or even if you're not using your sights, the moment you're shot, your reticle will move erratically around the screen. And that's because, you know, in the universe of the game, when your shield is low, there's nothing. So you're being hit by physical bullets. So obviously you can't mm. maintain that composure. That's basically what it's about. Mm. Now, going hand in hand with this is also swapping your shields out very often. Meaning, if your shields are low um, and you need to, to recharge them, if there are other shields laying around, whether from enemy death boxes or just a shield sitting, chilling there, you're far better off running, swapping your current shield, going back and fighting the enemy squads, and then maybe recharging your shields or going back and getting your old shields, especially if you've leveled them up. This is just because many times, you know, you just don't have time to, to charge up. It takes long. Um, so, you know, these two tips go, go hand in hand with, with each other. So you want to stop aim punch, obviously, from happening. So you need your shields to be up. But then if your shields are low, instead of now trying to find a place to heal up or to shield up, just randomly pick up a new shield, kill the enemy squad, and then go back and get your shield if it's already leveled up. So those are two of like the, the main like big ones. The big ones. Yeah, okay. yeah. Those are like very super handy, you know, and, and they take some getting used to. Like a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about now, these are not easy in the sense of they don't, they're not second nature you've got to like train yourself to think this way 
because it's, you know, your initial reaction to things is, let me just charge up. Let me just heal quickly, yeah. you know? Whereas exactly. that could mean the difference between dying or surviving in your skirmish. So you're much better off quickly grabbing another shield, doing away with the enemy team, then maybe going back and getting your shield or stick with your current shield, whatever the case is, because maybe you even picked up a better one and then moving on with the rest mm. of the match. Um, another cool one is called the charge rifle tap. Um, so for those who are familiar with the game, uh, the charge rifle shoots like an ionized beam, um, like plasma beam on players. And then, you know, initially to deal damage and then it shoots like a massive pulse. Um, now yeah. what people don't realize that they can do is if you, if, is if you, the moment you hit the, the trigger to, to start the, the, the shooting the animation, right. Where the beam initi- initiates the, if you do yeah, that and yeah. then immediately switch your weapon away. What you, what you can actually then do with a charge rifle is you can tap enemy players, meaning you can get an idea of what their shield strength is because it only does like two damage or five damage and then they won't even know where you're coming from either because they, they won't even realize what hit them, basically. And better still, mm-hmm. it, you, can knock, you can knock cargo bots silently from the air. And that's a, to me, that's like a, a proper strategic thing to do because you know, many yeah. times you could be in an area and you might need something from the, char- the the cargo bot, but you don't want to let other players know that you're there because maybe you don't have enough on exactly. you, you know, like the weapons or whatever the case is. So if you're lucky enough to have a charge rifle, you can almost just ping it out of the air silently and then it drops and you take the loot, you know? Um, and another gun tip has to do with the L-Star. And um, this is particular with its, with its bullet size. So most um, light machine guns in Apex Legends do two and a half times... Uh, headshot multiplayer damage now that's because it's really difficult to shoot people in the head with an lmg because of the way that they move and they recoil patterns and stuff um the thing is though exactly. the l star has the biggest bullet of all of the lmgs and by this i mean like if you had a hemlock and you oh sorry a spitfire and you were shooting somebody sort of like here on the shoulder that wouldn't count as a headshot but if you shouldered somebody with an L-star, it would count as a headshot. So your chances are much greater of doing a lot of damage. Um, there are only two more tips left, if you don't mind me speaking through them. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Essentially, one, I'm learning one, one of the, the, the biggest ones for hot dropping. And hot dropping is when you know you, you jump out of the, the, the ship and you, you land immediately. And you know, especially if you land in a very sweaty area. If you don't know what sweaty means, stay tuned for a future episode because we're actually working on a gaming lingo article. Um, but essentially in this context, sweaty means, you know, these are people who they play a lot. So their hands get like, you know, with people who play a lot, their hands get very sweaty. So sweaty locations are generally for people who are really good at the game. So you want to avoid them if you're not good anyway. So if you happen to drop in a sweaty location, um, you know, you'll scramble to get weapons and ammo because the la- the longer you take, the higher your chances of dying. Now, the thing is, yeah. there's actually a particular way that ammo and accessories for guns should be picked up. And essentially, it's it's mag, ammo, then gun. So either mag, always mag and ammo, and then the gun. So if you hot drop, and you can immediately, as you're dropping down, see, let's say, uh, an extended heavy mag and a Spitfire, and then some Spitfire bullets, pick up the bullets, the mag, and then the gun. And the reason for that is because if you pick up bullets and mag before you pick up a gun, your your mag will be fully reloaded the moment the gun comes up for you to shoot. And that could then mean the difference between like winning those early dogfights or losing because you need to reload. Um, and it's mm. just one of those few, again, very much, a, it's a, you've got to train yourself to do that. 
because more often than not, you land and just spam. You spam the button to pick up whatever you can. You know, not that you'll, you'll immediately <laughs> go for the weapon because that's the that's the hurty thing. Yes, yes. But then you only have the one bullet. Well, it's it's not uh, one bullet. So what what it does is if you pick up a weapon without a mag, um, it will only fill up half of it. So if let's say the Spitfire can take uh forty two bullets, if you pick up a Spitfire and yeah. ammo, but and then you pick up the mag, it'll only fill it up to twenty. Whereas if you pick up the mag, the bullets, and then the Spitfire, you'll have 40 bullets to shoot with immediately. So now that's yeah. a huge difference. 40 versus 20 bullets in terms of downing somebody who's in front of you. Let me tell you, you can down a whole team with 40 bullets, especially if your, ammo, if your aim is good. If you've got an L-Star and you... And you... <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, the cool thing with an L-Star, I suppose, is that it doesn't actually have a mag. So that's one of the few weapons where if you land, just pick it up and go and try, and try your best mm-hmm. to hip fire though. Don't aim down. Don't don't ADS it because um, chances are good if you do that with a with a uh, L star, you're gonna miss. <laughs> because then your recoil is like this. Yes. Yeah. Um, the yeah. the final final tip I suppose has to do with movement and momentum in Apex. So unlike a lot of the other battle royale titles, Apex really has a incredible movement system, and this is because. The games, the game's engine allows for momentum to be kept on characters. So this means that like, you know, if you like one of the, the, the basics is sliding and jumping. And this is because as you slide, you gain momentum. And if you jump off of a slide, you carry that momentum. So you jump much further. So that's one of the basics. Yeah. Then what you can do with that is you can start evolving and changing um, how you move around the map. And there's things called like tap strafing or flick strafing if you're on console. Anyway, those are a little more difficult to explain, um, but it, it just has to do with how your character moves around the screen. So if you are interested in that, go check out the article. There is some video stuff there for you as well. Um, and who knows, um, you could become the Baum, the next apex predator with some of these little tips. <laughs> you, you can get lead. Yes. <laughs> well, moving on to something a little, I mean, scary. Uh, Edward, did you feel it this morning? No. Did you? No, don't lie. I swear, I, I slept through it. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just on the other side of where things should be. Or maybe because you, you guys typically live in like a swampland, so maybe just like it wobbles in the <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the bushes, you know. <laughs> um, for those who don't know... Uh, we record the uh, Gettle on Fridays and we publish on Sundays. So today's Friday the 30th. And normally we never speak about dates and things. But I'm mentioning it because this morning at about 6.30 a.m. Uh, there was an earthquake. Like, like we don't normally get earthquakes in South Africa. You know, generally we have tremors, which have in the past been attributed to uh, mines collapsing or explosions at new mines or whatever the case is. But this was... From what I understand, according to the the United States Geological Survey, as well as the Council for Geoscience in South Africa, is that we had an earthquake. A depend now now the the United States um, Geological Survey says it was a four point two earthquake, um, whereas the South African one says it was a three point four. So I'm assuming it was it's in between there somewhere. But that's mm. that's big for for a place that normally never has yeah for south africa and in particular it was in the south of boxburg so like that's really close to where we live edward 
Yeah, um, which especially is, you. Especially me. So I think that's why I felt it. Like it, it was shocking. Like yeah. I was really not sleeping very well as per usual, but for, for other reasons, because we have smart lights in the house and they were accidentally put on this morning. So that woke me up. But anyway. Um, accidentally. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt it. Like I was, I was in and out of like trying to go back to sleep again. And then just all of a sudden it was like, like my whole bed was shaking. And I was like, what is happening? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Look, you know, things are bad when South Africa gets earthquake. Okay. Listen, everything's going crazy. As if, you know, I don't know. It's just, can we please just have a rest now? <laughs> like, can 2020 just be gone <laughs> 2020 v1 is not nice okay and i yeah. really don't want 2020 v2 next year i want 2022 next year okay please uh, at Look, least it's gonna be 2020 v until 2030 <laughs> okay so <laughs> anyway it was just um just really incredible this even happened and so because it happened i was like you know what are the chances or is it gonna happen again like like what else can we know about earthquakes? So I found out some interesting earthquake facts. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just so you shouldn't sleep any longer, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, how could I? I mean, my whole, the whole, everything shook, you know? It was just Gosh. like... <laughs> anyway, um, just to... So some cool, quick earthquakey facts. Um, one of which is that there are over half a million earthquakes detected every year. That's a lot. I had no idea it was that many. That's a okay. way lot more than of I which yeah. of which a hundred thousand can be felt. So the one this morning was one of those hundred thousand out of five hundred thousand. Okay, and of which again only a hundred of these um, five hundred thousand actually cause damage. So those are the ones you know you hear about in the news because buildings are falling in or whatever the case is, right? Thankfully, mm-hmm. we haven't had one of those in SA. Um, as a matter of fact. The world's largest earthquake was actually recorded in Chile on the 22nd of May, 1960, and it was 9.5 magnitude. I mean, this morning's one was allegedly 3.54, and it lasted for about 30 seconds, okay, plus minus. It actually was like quite a bit. And that was terrifying. I cannot even imagine what a magnitude 9.5 is, you know? Anyway, um... This one I thought was really cool. And I wanted to know if you knew this even existed. Did you know the moon uh-huh. has earthquakes? <laughs> well, I assumed it had. But I mean, one thing that makes our earthquakes earthquakes is that our plates are moving. Correct. And Correct. stuff like the moon, what plates do they have, you know? Uh, because it looks like a single rock. Well, so, so the, I, I had no idea. I had no idea that moon quakes were even a thing. Okay, so to me, this was like, whoa, boom. So apparently they happen because of of Earth. And it has to do with um, the tidal stresses associated with how far the moon is from the Earth. So it's not, it's not like on Earth where, you know, we have the tectonic plates that are shifting and, you know, that's how the Himalayas were created and so on and so forth. This is just depending on how close or how far the moon is from the Earth and our you know, gravitational yeah. flux and all of that happening together causes the moon to shake a little bit. Shake, shake, shake. Oh, so literal, literal <laughs> gravity. Yeah, yeah. See, so, so that's that's a gravity shake because, I mean, well, it's not I mean, the same. Look, look, apparently, apparently it does also occur within the moon. So it's not just okay. like on the outside. Apparently it also happens oh, okay, like inside. Okay. But I would imagine it's, it's all related. It has to still do 
with the earth and you know where the the position it's of the all moon someone and shaking our marble <laughs> around you know um yeah it's just it's 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 there's there's so many more facts um we will link down to the full article including things like what a hypocenter is versus an epicenter uh do you know what the differences are ed without reading them i actually don't <laughs> I, I have heard of them but i ha- i don't know what the difference is okay all. so the hypocenter of a earthquake is where it happens beneath the earth's crust so way way deep within the earth so like apparently the one we had this morning was 40 kilometers down within the earth okay Jeez. so that would be the hypercenter then the okay. epicenter is directly above the hypercenter so that's essentially like you know where it like splits open the earth kind oh, of thing. on the surface it's on the surface yeah yeah so uh, okay. i don't know where the epicenter is for the one that we had i'm assuming well, they say it's directly above the hypocenter, right? So if, it, if, it, if, if the hypocenter started happening at 40 kilometers below, below the Earth, the epicenter would be at the top. So in this point, they, they said it was um, southeast of Boxburg. They actually gave the coordinates. Um, yeah. It's near uh, it's, it's Vereniging and Fosslurus, apparently. Yeah, it's 26.342 south and 28.327 east. Yes, there we go. Um, if anyone wants to look that up. <laughs> For anyone who's listening. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the exact point, apparently, which is... Oh, that's interesting, right? And it's not too yeah. far away. I mean, the fact that we even felt it, it's just... Uh, what is even happening, y'all? So, so, I mean, like, can we just summarize the last year and a half, right? It was like the <laughs> earth burning. Can we? <laughs> it was COVID. This alien disclosure. Um, what am I missing, Edward? Because I know there's been so much. I can't even remember half of the um, things. <laughs> <laughs> riots? It, it was all a blur. Oh, the riots! Yes, that's recent. not just no, not just for us. Also abroad. Remember, I, I remember the the murder hornets um, <laughs> going through the, the 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 beaches. Gosh, what what else? I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it was a it's lot. It's been a lot, and you know what? Because yeah. it's been so much, Edward. Because it's been so so much. I implore mm-hmm. you all to at least. Once a day, experience the big O. NSFW. <laughs> Especially on National Orgasm Day. Hey, is that which a real is coming thing? up. When is that happening? It is a real thing. Um, July 31st, this Saturday. Oh, tomorrow. Uh, I know what yes. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing that anyway. Um, yeah, I just literally... F- was recommended just that now while you were speaking earlier oh, awesome. uh, by Reddit. Thank you, Reddit. <laughs> uh, no, not Reddit. Sorry, Flipboard. And yeah, National <laughs> Orgasm Day. So this will be be published right around that time. Um, and it's an offshoot of International Female Orgasm Day, which is August eighth. I think we already spoke about that one earlier. Yes, in yes, we have actually. So that's very interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious. Why did they split uh, it? I mean, isn't an, an orgasm an orgasm? Um, I can't find the details for I know why, why. split in the first place. Because one is more why? work than the other. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I not mean, wrong. It could I'm be. not wrong. <laughs> You're not. You're not at all. Um, it, according to the Wikipedia, it's typically um, celebrated by the United Kingdom, Australia, United States, the Netherlands, and Canada. I almost wanted to I say Commonwealth why. countries. But, uh, but then you added in a few extras there. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Um, almost. 
Um, and it's weird that it's only that because I would imagine everyone wants to celebrate that. I uh, believe it should be a public holiday. Don't you, Edward? Exactly. Vote for yes. vote for political party Gettle. National Orgasm <laughs> Day for public holiday. Why oh. not? Why not? I mean, that exactly. Would, I mean, come on. This, that would also serve for like mental health. I mean, who doesn't want to get off, right? Exactly. A day right? that you can rest, middle of the week. Imagine. Mm, mm, mm. Like it's it's one thing to stretch and take advantage of your mental health days at workplaces that actually offer them. Correct. It's another thing to <laughs> for for the country to have a public holiday for a mental sexual health, health day. Yes, hey? sexual well-being. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's better. Well-being. Uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I dig that. So it's just Vote a, for Gettle, one, um, a celebrations. <laughs> oh yeah, Gettle twenty twenty four or whatever it is. Yeah, it is twenty twenty four. Is it twenty four? Um, I think so for America anyway. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, celebrations occurring on this day include orgasming, masturbation. Raising awareness for what orgasms are and how to have one. Uh, that's a long we one. We do that a lot. Raising awareness for health benefits. We do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we are like we're, we're the like awareness the child for this day. <laughs> <laughs> um, awareness for the orgasm gap, which we also spoke about. And spreading discussions surrounding the practice of faking an orgasm. Oh. Now, we haven't spoken about that one. I might look into it. Well, you should because um, the, there's a very yeah. large misconception that it only occurs with women, but that's actually not the case. Yes. They're actually yep. quite a, it's a very much, much smaller percentage of men, but they do it as well for a variety of reasons, which we spoke I about mean, those reasons, reasons before. For <laughs> orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> it could include being sick, just not wanting to, you know, yeah. so I'm going to look into that one. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then moving straight on from orgasms, it's just more orgasms, this time in the Olympics. <laughs> oh, I'm loving these um, Olympic facts. By the way, yes, did you see we yeah. got a gold in women's breaststroke? And I a world did. Record. First a silver and then a gold. Yes. So, and a world record. So and it's, a world it's record. a double, a and, triple whammy. And, and, and so, we have to mention the lady's name. I'm, I'm so it's, I know yes, it was, it's, was it Schoenfeld or Schoenenberg? Uh, I think it's Schoenfeld. Let me... Please, South because we, we can't speak about it without giving her credit from. because this is an incredible achievement. Um, Schoonmarker. Okay. First name, Tanya. So it's Tanya Schoonmarker. There we go. Tanya Schoonmarker. Tanya. Tanya, thank you for making the country proud and for performing yes. so incredibly well in the Olympics. Now on to Olympic yeah, sex records. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so <laughs> on the topic... Um, of record breaking so last events. week we spoke a little bit <laughs> <laughs> about the Olympic villages and how many condoms there were in Brazil specifically. Yes. So turns out that the Olympic event, I always forget who the Olympics really is, <laughs> um, but the Olympic organization, it turns out that they've been setting their, uh, breaking their own distribution, condom distribution records since 1988. What? Wow. Yes. So, so uh, I went and found a cool post basically detailing all the times okay. the condom, the specifically condoms made a big, big, big yes, news yes. around it. So starting in 1998, turns out that they distributed 8,500 condoms. So that was very few back then comparatively. <laughs> 
in order to spread awareness of HIV and AIDS, which was a huge thing. Yeah, that yeah, time. that's good. That's good. Um, because that's when the, right the to HIV well. sur- surged and it, it was a yeah. pandemic, um, rightfully. So, like, funnily enough, though, they found several hundreds of condoms on the roofs of the athletes' quarters <laughs> back then, which led to the banning of outdoor sex at oh, Olympic villages. Why? <laughs> so, the first time ever the organization gives all these athletes who are pumping testosterone in estrogen and they're at their peak physical, they're, they want to pump, okay? But with the view, though. Up there. Okay, fine, <laughs> but the first time they're given the right to do so, the condoms, they go and mess it up by just breaking well, onto the roof. Actually, no, and no. What, what I was littering, thinking is, I guess. Why would, yes, that's it. Why would you leave it behind? Just throw it away. Exactly. I mean, what, what are you doing? Exactly. Even? That's the worst. Ugh. And also, most of these villages, they have different um, buildings for different states and countries. So obviously the Olympics now know who's the worst offender in littering. <laughs> um, so, so there's that tidbit. And then moving on to 2000, uh, the year 2000 with, for the Sydney Olympics. Okay. Um, by this time, sex in the athletes' uh, villages became commonplace. It was like a given. It, yeah. it, it became it was like, you know, open secret. We're not even going to try and tell people otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like this happened. <laughs> By that time, they were planning to distribute 70,000 condoms. But because they underestimated the, the numbers, they actually had to distribute a further So people were having more. such a great time. that So there were more <laughs> athletes than anticipated, and they were having a very great time, yes. I would not expect anything less from the Olympics being held in Australia. Yeah, yep. <laughs> well, more on that though. Um, I'm going to get to another raunchy one, but moving on to 2022, the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. You mean 2002? They, uh, yes. See, <laughs> 2022 I'm, I'm still, still coming. It's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the, Olymp- the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City actually got a lot of pushback from conservatives when of they learned course. that more than 100,000 condoms were going to be distributed. So this already broke the 90,000. Yeah, I see. Earlier. Every year, every time it's going up. It up. just gets more. Yes. Okay, so, so, so tell us, and then, what is the most then? Like, where, where did the, like, the highest... And, and, and what about Tokyo? The highest, thus... Uh, Tokyo is actually less. Oh, no. So, so um, I'll, I'll get to that. So, <laughs> as you know, Brazil, we spoke about Brazil last... In the last we all episode. know about the Mardi Gras and party capital, good times. Yep. At the Brazil Olympics, okay, they distributed four four hundred and fifty thousand condoms. You know what? You know what? I'm almost okay. certain that it's not just exclusive to the people within the Olympic villages. They must oh, no, be getting like the, the populace to join in. They must be. I think so. Well, well. To be fair, um, before that, now I, I, I'm not sure when the Brazil Olympics was. I think it was last year. I actually forgot. No, it could, uh, no, it, last no, year it was could, supposed it, to be Tokyo. It couldn't have been last year. It would have, um, to have been four years prior to 2020, so 2016. It's every four 2016, years. Every four so, years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I made the last one. Sorry. Um, but actually, before that, the the reason why I think you are correct in th- in bringing they bringing in civilians and stuff. It's because at the 2012 London Olympics, which is so-called the raunchiest Olympics of them all, 
150,000 condoms were distributed. But, that so uh, number one, they obviously broke the previous record. But they apps like, okay, back then it wasn't the app, it was a website. Grinder crashed. And the people had to work with broken servers. Why are we not surprised? <laughs> okay. So, those Olympics, so that's those a Olympic weird people were getting so much ass. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then you also asked about Tokyo. So coming yeah. back to the presents, only 160,000 condoms okay. were distributed. It's a bit this different time. this year, I suppose. But yes, yeah. so it, it should be mentioned that many COVID um, uh, issues and social distancing and tactics were put in place. And I think fewer condoms, which means, okay, so, so it must be mentioned 400,000, 450,000 condoms equals about 42 condoms per athlete. That's a lot. So, so 160 is still, everyone's going to get some. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- it's just fewer condoms for each. Athlete. I'm just thinking, what forty five uh, for each? I mean, how how long is the Olympics? Or three months? It's three weeks, isn't it? I'm not. I'm not actually, I actually sure because I would like to work out the yeah. ratio of like if you're saying it's forty five per person, how many per mm-hmm. day is each one using roughly? Well, if it's three months, that's about one every two days. See, like, <laughs> see, see, like, like that's more believable. <laughs> Because, you know, you also have yeah. to, like, my understanding is also, I mean, these people are not just pumping 24-7. They also have to train still while they're there, and they have to be in peak condition, you know? So, if it if it really was three weeks, <laughs> mm. that's, um, well, now, <laughs> that's a little bit different, don't you think? Okay, well, there we go. Um, the Tokyo Olympics is slated to last 17 days. Is that all? That's not even like two. That's so all. 160k. That's 10 per athlete. Why? So it's, it's once a day at a minimum. At a minimum. That's minimum once so, a day. So yes, hang on, because hang on. you've got but, 10 But it was, it was almost quadruple for Brazil. Yes. So four times a day? Who's having it's crazy. four times a day and then still performing? I don't know. It's, it, they're having orgies. <laughs> I think that's what's going yeah, on. It's most like like multiple condoms, one session. Um. <laughs> The organizers actually the organizers told Reuters though that the condoms are not to be used at the villages. They're actually meant to be taken home and to spread awareness of age oh, HIV. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 such a copy paste PR term. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just not real. Um, and yeah, I thought it's interesting to let you know how many bro- very condom enlightening. That broken. was very very enlightening. Wow. And I'm sure up until the 8th of August, when all of this comes to an end, we'll get more we should have like been, this. I'm just, I'm just looking at this and I'm, I'm, I'm realizing I've missed out on being an Olympic athlete. Because like this sounds like... Right? You know? Listen, you, you said that last episode as well, and I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> like there's something I mean, I mean, there. y'all want to have the best 20s of your life, be an Olympic athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> and then then retire by thirty five. Yeah, so. Exactly. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> by, by then, you've you, you've had your taste of all two hundred countries, so you're good. You, you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the end of NSFW. I know we sang it this yeah. week. We didn't do it last week. Ten. Yeah, last week was was a, a sad week, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I can't remember. We were talking about something, and then it was just like, okay, well, I guess we're in it now. So, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, moving on. Much like, much like it with the TV series that I'm busy watching or that we've watched, we binged called mm. Sexy Beasts. 
Okay. I know it sounds like it should have been I, an I NSFW. I think you mentioned that um, earlier. I did. I mentioned it to you. Yes. So okay, it's yeah. a show that I've been wanting to watch for a while now because the, I think the trailer came out about two months back. And the whole premise okay. behind it is, first of all, it's a reality TV series. So if you don't like reality TV, this is not going to be for you. But it's a reality show whereby they are trying to... So Okay, so reality TV in general is very fickle. It's very mm-hmm. um, what, superficial, all right? Meaning that, you know, a lot of the times the people are naturally beautiful. I mean, do you ever see ugly people on reality TV? It's very rare. All no, right, unless it's, not unless even it's for like botched TV surgeries show. or something, or you know, anyway, anyway, or my sixth, yes, exactly, life. exactly. Have you seen you know, that one? Okay, yes, I have. Anyway, so so with that in mind, this show what it what it tries to do is subvert those expectations of when you see someone and it become immediately attracted to their primary sexual characteristics. So what this essentially means is like you know normally when I mean the real the the reality of the situation is when you see somebody for the first time, you immediately are either attracted to them or not. And from a visual perspective, Mm -hmm. then you get to know them. And you either really get attracted to them through their personality or you don't. So what Sexy Beasts does is it tries to take away the primary sexual characteristic completely. And it does this by using really cool makeup effects from the movie industry. In this sense, you know, you'll get people that like look, they look like a zombie or they look like a tin man or um, a whale or one of my personal favorites was the dinosaur lady. I can't remember her name at all, but um, she, do, do you remember that, that, that show dinosaurs, that really old nineties show? Yes. That, that um, was it the show or the movie because I'm thinking. The no, movie. no, I'm thinking the, the, the live action show where obviously it's, pe- it's puppet, oh, no, the puppetry for the baby, you know, anyway, anyway. So oh, the, no, I don't her know. makeup was so phenomenal. She actually looked like she had scales and it would go up like this. And, you know, she had the things like it, it just, the, the makeup looks absolutely sensational. And this is just a little bit of a tidbit, which I found out because while I was watching the show, um, this one couple went to this pub. So I Googled the pub mm. and there's many of those pubs around the world, but I literally matched one of the pictures to what they were showing us. And I found out that it takes place, um, just a couple of kilometers from Warner Brothers Studios in in the UK, in London. So, I, okay. I mean, I, I don't have conclusive proof of this, but I'm under the assumption that Netflix probably has studios there because that's where they do all the films. That's where the Harry yeah. Potter studios are, all right? And I'm assuming that's where they did the makeup. That's why the show is so close to there. Now, understand, I'm literally talking about that makeup of like, you know, um, a great example, I suppose, would be Nebula from The Avengers. You know how she looks oh, totally yes. like a different person and covers her literally yes. head With to like toe. Practical effect makeup yes, yeah, and and like her arms, yeah. everything is covered, and like, she, like you can't even tell that that's Karen Gillian. It doesn't even look like her. Yes, that's I did not know until that's like what the they do movie. in the show. You cannot tell oh. what these people look like, and the makeup is so good that like, 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 like some of the standout ones was also the the dolphin lady. Which was just so weird looking, but she literally looked like a dolphin, complete with spout and everything. It's just the most incredible makeup. Anyway, anyway, the reason why it's so good is because these people, the whole premise, and it's and it's very short. That's what's nice about it. It's it's very easy to consume. Each episode is about twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, so they're very very quick. And it, it's basically one person goes on a date with um, two other people. Um, and then after, uh, so they goes on a date with three people. And then after that first date, they, one goes and then they, they go on another date with two people. And then they decide which one of them they want to do, they want to be with. 
and then everybody gets revealed at the end. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the first person that goes home, they get revealed immediately to everybody. And then, you know, like, did you miss oh. out on like a gorgeous person or did you dodge a bullet? You know, um, okay. it's, it's, it's just it's it's <laughs> That's so vain. I, I know that sounds terrible. I know it sounds terrible, but um, it's it's a uh, look at its core. It's probably still a little bit superficial, you know, like, you know, some of these people who go on there, you know, um, they're all really young, like in their early 20s, you know, 20, 25. So, you know, when they talk, they just I don't know what, what, what is the word. They're, they're so vapid. You know, they don't really talk about like where they want to be in life or what they want to do. It's just like, oh no, I'm an ass guy. That's what I'm looking for. Even if I can't see their face, that's what I'm going to go for. And it's just like, okay, like, like that's the whole, you're, <laughs> like, cool, you're defeating man. the whole purpose of what the show is about, you know? Um, and there's some really cringe moments as well. Like one of the main ones was this guy who, um, so they obviously meet each other. All right. Um, and then you can tell she's cold. And so he's taking off his jacket. It looks like he's about to give it to her and he just drops it and he strikes a pose and he turns around and you're just like, what? <laughs> and then she, she just continues shaking. It sounds like frat boy stuff. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the show itself, the, you know, the, the way that the effects look and it's, it was, it's, it's fun. It's not, it's not amazing mm. by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good show to just enjoy every now and again because the episodes are quick, it's 20 minutes, you know? You can just put one on and have a good laugh and then move on, you know, watch another one another day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So now That's with cool. um, one thing they didn't have, one thing they didn't have was a werewolf on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I would have liked to see one because chances are, okay, before I get ahead of myself, um, what you're alluding to, Hans, is that I actually watched Werewolves Within. Finally. Uh, it's only been like Actually, a month. last week, really. <laughs> I watched it last week, um, last Friday, I think, with Marianne. Okay. And it exceeded my expectations. Oh, I, I will say that. I, I figured it um, would, because this is very much... When I watched a little bit of it, like 10 minutes of it, it's I very was much like, my this kind is of very thing. much an Edward <laughs> kind of thing, so... I do hope you will write a review because I would like to have something yes, a little bit more positive will, on the site. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, it, it exceeded my expectations, but it's not great. <laughs> it's a, it's it's average to good. Okay. Um, I would say I'm going to say it's a good one-time watch. I'm going to say it's average to disappointing for me. Then, hey, yeah, for you, bro, <laughs> disappointing at most, maybe. <laughs> Um, it's a great watch, honestly. It's 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 all about like silly small town America, you know. Um, and it literally pokes fun it's, it's at quirky, all of those tropes. The humor. It, it's yeah. It, it's very. It is puerile. Isn't it's it? not slapstick like oh, I thought it oh, was. Okay. It's not puerile as well. Oh, it's okay. it's actually just decent humor. Um, hmm. It's it's debatable. Quirky. It's but quirky, okay. to say the least. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's all debatable. Um, humor. I don't know how to explain. <laughs> Upper echelons of humor, you know. Um, sorry, I just... It's not dark humor. Remembered... It's... it's No, it, it's not really dark humor. It, it's yeah. dark, but it's it's sprinkled in in th- thousands. Yeah, what, what's that sprinkled? Hundreds and thousands. Uh, <laughs> hundreds and thousands, yeah. It's pretty much that, okay. literally. Um, so basically, it's it's all about, as I said, small-town America. Right at the beginning of the the movie, you see the, the one guy get... Eaten now. Now he's meeting someone in the forest. He has is on his phone, and he takes off his ring finger. His um, 
He takes off his ring. His ring. Yeah, from his ring finger. Yes, <laughs> from his ring finger. I was stuck on ring finger. Um, and then he gets eaten. Now, we all assume that's the werewolf, obviously. Turns out that he was the postman. So, obviously, the town needs a new postman. And they get one. And her name is uh, Cicely. I don't know if she has a last name. Um, played by Milana Vaintrub. And at the same time, the new ranger also arrives, played by Sam Richardson. Oh, he's awesome. Um, he's good. He is a very good one. I I believe he was in Veep. And Veep is such a great um, show. And also in the Tomorrow War. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, you liked he was Veep. in yeah. Tomorrow War. I was just going to say so. Um, now, uh, Milana Vaintrub, I don't know where she's from other than the AT&T ads, which yeah. made big news on Reddit a few years back. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, so it, they are basically the main characters. Now, it, it basically the, the, the movie devolves into... I say devolve because it, it, it opens with a big premise of you're going to see a lot of this, this mm, mm. town, which you really don't. You, you only see like one street, one house, and <laughs> the big uh, mansion. Now, it devolves into a murder mystery where, whereby everyone, they, they, they're getting eaten one by one. So what happens is um, Cicely and Finn, which is, uh, they, they go on a little tour of the town and he meets this this guy in the woods. I think that's Marcus. I forgot his name. I think it's Marcus. Um, who is this evil... Uh, not this evil, but he's the scary hunter-looking guy who who hates authority. So he meets him and everyone else and they go to um, basically all around town. Okay, so they meet the, this uh, r- very right-wing... Neighbors, um, I think oh, her name I, is Trisha. I do she's remember got this seeing dog. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got this dog called um, Chichi, Chachi. His name was Chachi, um, and and uh, Chachi becomes like a, a thing throughout the movie. Where okay, so so, so the werewolf eats Chachi <laughs> very early on in the movie, and throughout the entire movie, she's all like, "My Chachi," and it's it, that's very good, well acted. I I love that bit. <laughs> And they meet the very left-wing neighbors as well, which is the it's a gay couple. Um, the, their surname is Wolfson, which is amazing. <laughs> um, uh, this one guy played by uh, Harvey Gillen. His name is Joaquim in the movie. And th- he's amazing. He's a he's a very very good actor, and I loved his character a lot. Now, what happens is after all the antics, um, Cecily and Finn, they. They bond, kind of. And there's this whole almost romantic bit. Mm-hmm. And then Finn, who is still held up by his ex, he in the middle of them almost kissing, he gets a phone call and he immediately answers because he still loves his ex. And then, obviously, things go sour for him so and it, Cecily. It's and that kind of humor, off. then. That kind of, like... Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's very camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and but then they storm off, and obviously because they're all new, they still uh, they are living in the bed and breakfast motel. The the uh, I forgot the name, but but it's mm, a big mm. mansion. And then that morning, Trisha is all screaming. She's she's super loud, and every everyone's woken up, and she's like, "My charge has been eaten!" And uh, basically, this is where the murder mystery begins because then the gay couple comes around, and they're like, "Yeah." I found her because I've been running. So this is where you have to make oh. uh, start making connections now. Like who's the evil? Who, who was the one who, who either murdered or so ate? It, is it at okay. least good from that perspective? From like a murder mystery? It, it's, 
It's actually very good because they keep throwing you at oh, to a loop. Okay. So you're like, okay, so this this guy, the, the the husband of Joaquin, I forgot his name completely. Um, he he runs very in the mornings because he does some marathon okay. or something. So that's how he found Trisha screaming, and that's why they bought Trisha to Fen, who's the new ranger. Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, everyone else comes in, like um. It seems like the, the right-wing guy just lives there Look, for some I'm reason. I'm curious, have you watched Knives Out? I have not. Okay, because I'm... That's, look, just, just putting it out there, and not to derail your conversation, but that's an excellent movie uh-huh. because it's very much a mystery whodunit. You know, one okay. person dies, and then you have to, like, you, the, the story then it starts going through who it could be. So I'm wondering on what level of, like, how good is Werewolves Within... Like comp- comparatively um, to that, but I mean, you haven't seen it now, so and I haven't seen where with, with no, then, I so. haven't. Okay. See, see, I would say this wouldn't win any awards. Um, the the mystery year is is very good in terms of oh, I think that's the guy. Oh, I think that that's mm, the mm, the murderer. Mm. Oh, see, it's it's good in that sense, but it's not it's not in depth. Okay. Like it's it's very quick and it goes by quickly. Um, so. so in terms of how quickly all the suspects change for for the viewer, I think that happens a lot. Okay. Like, oh, no, it is her. No, it's not her. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, no, wait a minute. Maybe it's the other guy. So that's good. Okay. Um. Anyway, and, and it all culminates when they they decide to stay over at the mansion because a huge blizzard hits the town. Oh, so everybody's stuck um, together. <laughs> yes. Um. As things would go, this one guy almost gets eaten. He doesn't because they all still have their weapons. And this one girl, I forgot her name as well, she sh- she shoots at the werewolf and evidently misses. And it's the guy who was being eaten. <laughs> um, luckily, he's not dead yet. Um, so no one's died this night. But because of these happenings, they decide to to basically throw their, their weapons out for some reason. I think that's stupid. Anyway. Um, and they sleep over another night, and then someone does get eaten or someone gets killed. Um, and then the second day, everyone's just like, "Listen, we're out. We don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> we're we're go brave and outside." And and that's basically when the movie opens up again, and where we where where we learn that turns out that oh well, I say turns out because that's how I wanted it to end, but it it turns out that. Everyone's got their own werewolves inside them. I, I think that the message of the of the movie is very much that everyone has their own demon. Oh, okay. Um, and it really ends on a very very strong point. Like, okay, they have the shootout with with the. Uh, uh, okay, I'm not going to say yeah, it, but, yeah. but there's the shootout that, that that happens, and it turns out that yeah, everyone's crazy. Oh, well, hence everyone's the title, right? Some werewolves exactly. within. That's clever. Uh, clever. But then. Then the last twenty minutes, okay, it the movie, it feels like it's it it needs to end mm. after the shootout. The movie is pretty much done. It ends on a good note. Um, it ends on this message that everyone has their demons, mm-hmm. and then we have twenty more minutes of the movie. Oh no, wait, there really is a werewolf in there, oh. <laughs> and we found out who the real werewolf is, and the twist is like, oh, it's you, and. Uh, suddenly it but isn't feels... that the whole camp part of it coming out i think yeah. so and, and yeah. then there's this whole confrontation between the werewolf and the see, remaining some of that, the remaining that would characters. make it that would make it funny and campy because now you've had this this um 
eye-opening this moment. actual good point. And then it's yeah. like, oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, see, and yeah. I, I feel the movie should have just ended it, it, it before this Is it kind of bit. like scary movie humor? No, it's not that oh, bad. Okay. Not at all. Um, it, it's it's a, a little bit more adult humor than okay. that. Fair enough. Um, it, it, it's more... Uh, uh, rather, let me put it this way. There's a lot of political analogs in this movie. Um, analogies in, movie, mm. in this movie. And the humor is centered around the kinds of people that... Oh, I see. So it pokes so, fun so, so it's, at it's the not, stereotypes. Yes, it, it's, it's pokey humor. Yeah, it pokes yeah, yeah. fun, okay, yes. And more so than actually being vitriolic, being, um, yeah, yeah. you know... But being bad curale, just for being the sake yeah. I guess. That, that's, that's a good word, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then they have this second confrontation with the real werewolf and oh my gosh i ho- i hope the sexy beasts make up it's better than that <laughs> because this was bad okay it was just it's bad. probably meant to be um, bad though in all fairness maybe given what it, you've it, told it, me i would imagine it it's it, meant to be it almost feels like they ran out of budget and then they decided to do this bit mm. okay so maybe. yeah and, and then it ends on this whole make me a sandwich joke which which is a good twist on it, like, uh, I, I can't say anything without spoiling okay. Well, I so see here, it you, ends you, on this, you updated this your, your rating from, what, from, average good to popcorn watch. <laughs> yes, I made it a popcorn watch after you mentioned that earlier. That's, a good, I, I that's can, such a good term. I would almost say this is more of a popcorn watch than, than Till Death. Because I've obviously yeah, seen okay, Till okay. Death and I've watched about 10 minutes of Werewolves Within. And I would mm-hmm. find myself probably... TikToking throughout Werewolves Within, which which I didn't I which I that. didn't necessarily do with Till Death because you know you kind of kept on the edge of your seat because it's still like what what's is she gonna make it is she gonna make it but it's still yeah not great. no I get you know that. I, mean? I think that yeah <laughs> yeah um w- what does make you wonder throughout the movie is though that the first guy who dies right at the beginning he turns up again not alive obviously <laughs> what? Um, but <laughs> his body turns up. Oh gosh! But it, it's the way it was hidden makes you think like, wait, but was this was this a werewolf thing? No, no yes, it's, it's yes, obviously yes, confirmed yes. that it was was by something yes. intelligent at least. But it was he was eaten, so it makes you think. Okay, so who would do this? Who has the motive mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. this? And I love the the amount of red herrings that the movie throws at you. There's a lot, okay. and it it just. It reeks of a good hood well, a classic okay, See, it. that's cool though. Like, um, I didn't expect that kind of depth from the film. So yeah, um, it's I'll, it's, I will it's maybe weird. Maybe it... consider watching it. I guess I'll see if one of these days if I have yeah, lots of time. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, like like don't prioritize yeah, it at yeah. all. Um, for 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 context, it only rates at six on Rotten Tomatoes and it only made one million back of its six million budgets at Ooh, the box office. Ouch. But then again, uh, it is which COVID. is bad. So, I think so, and I don't think box office counts. I think it should um, have subs, just been a, and obviously it's on UK yeah. Plus as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's that okay. since it is a Ubisoft movie. Um, One of the I first ones. Oh no, well, you, we don't we don't even count the previous Assassin's Creed. Um, I is Assassin's Creed even on UK? I don't UB think Plus? so. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I actually it, haven't it watched be, it. I you think. know that I haven't watched it. Um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It's oh, it's bad. Okay, if you <laughs> it's think a, it's bad, it's then it's trash. Okay, because it's disappointing. Honestly, yes. no, no, no. It's not good, <laughs> not at all. 
Okay. Uh, well, thank you. So. Thank you for that, Ed. I suppose we can, we can ponder yeah. on whether or not um, the werewolves within is something that's worth watching amongst all the other things we've spoken about in this yes. lovely episode of Ghetto, episode 67, mm. season two, episode 25, which has now come to an end. <laughs> um, Again. Yeah, for those of you who tune in on a weekly basis, thank you so much. If you're new, we mm-hmm. really hope you enjoyed and we'll see you again soon. Um, but with that in, mm. in mind, from myself and Edward, thank you so much. And we'll see you all again next week. Ciao. Bye.